My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. 29 before 5 o'clock. Joining us this morning, we have Lisedi Job. She is a multi-talented artist. She's a director. She's the 2018 Mbogodo Award recipient. She's the winner of the Sophie Mkina Emerging Voice Award in 2017. And her accolades are many. Lisedi, a very good morning to you. Morning. Thank you so much for being with us. As is always the case, we start by asking our guests in this feature, what is your get up and go, your morning routine that gets you up and going? Can I be very honest? I switch on an alarm and I walk downstairs and I start boiling a kettle because I'm about to have a cup of coffee and a um, and, and and hot water with lemon. So that's really my get up and go. It's a it's a coffee, it's you know, it's, it's a cleansing it's, and waking up. Absolutely. That is absolutely fine. You know, we don't have to do, um, you know, all these deep, profound things. And it's different for every person. Others, uh, you know, they want to inhale, exhale, meditate. You know, others get up with loud music. You know, there's different things that get us up and going every morning. And Lisedi, you are in the entertainment space as a director, you know, you're a theater practitioner and you say that entering adults in 2003 helped you to better understand your career path. First things first, were you part of the Wooden Mic uh, contestants? Of course I wasn't. If I was part of the Wooden Mic contestants, I would not be so <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, you know, the Idol's entry was such a beautiful moment in my life because I had been doing acting at high school, public speaking, singing, and I and I was studying at um, the then Rand Afrikaans University Rao, studying journalism, and I just sat and I went, there's something that calls me, which mm. is performance. Let me go at for this competition because I don't know, you know, if, if, if I can make it in this space, then possibly what I'm doing or what, this thing that I love mm. will actually be in that possibility as a career, you know. So I went and I entered and I made it to the top 32 and I've taken it back by surprise, you know. Um, but it was the beginning of me being in the industry that I'm in right now. Mm, mm, mm. And and for you, you know, it's that realization. You say that uh, entering idols actually showed you that you are talented to pursue a career in the arts and you changed from journalism and you went to study dramatic arts at Verts after idols. Uh, how did going to Verts, you know, open you up to the greater artistic world and industry that's out there? So by being at Vits, I mean, there was, there was, so firstly, I was accepted for both music and drama. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about Vits was that some of my lecturers were actually people who were in the industry themselves. And in my second year at Vits, I was cast in a musical where I got to basically do a production based on the, on the same scale that is a professional production. And the only thing that was different from the production that I did at Vits um, and all of the productions that I did at Vits versus being in the industry was the fact that we only did them for two weeks. So in terms of a technical get-in mm. that you get in the industry, 
in terms of the costumes that you've got to work with in an industry, we have that. In terms of director, crew, all of, all of the things that you get in a, in a professional theatre production, they were their assets. And the only thing was that the production ran for two weeks versus in the industry, you will run for four weeks, possibly even six weeks. And if you're lucky and make money, you will run for a year or a couple of months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's really where it all started for you. And I, I like the fact that you, you, you've you been an actress. You know, you've acted in so many different productions from uh, Raisin in the Sun in 2014, The Fishes of Hope in 2015, The Colored Museum. You know, you've also done, you know, um, acting and directing. Let's talk about making that transition. You know, you're acting and you're in a number of productions and then you turn your attention towards uh, directing. I mean, I can point to a production like When Swallows Cry and, you know, the Township Journey of Itzu Singh, you know, those are just some of the works that you've uh, directed. Talk to us about just making that transition. In fact, making the transition is a, is a, is a beautiful story because how that happened was the, the current artistic director of the Market Theatre, James Noble, um, watching me as an actress and going, this woman absolutely and is and 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 is one in her right and you know amazing experience but there's a thing about how she acts and how she looks at a theater production which is not just from the eye of an actress mm. it's actually the eye of a director you know um and it's it's he 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 reminds me of a moment when we were doing touch my blood and the mere question that i asked you know as this actress and he went, this is a director. I mean, he laughed, he, we laughed at it together because he was angry because of the director going, I don't know yet, but you're asking me something so problematic in this moment. Um, and then he's going at the same time, this is a director. But it's, it, you know, so it's, it's, it's that one aspect. And I always go, I could have never directed in my 20s. I could have never directed up until I played some of the roles that I've played. Because now when I speak to an actor and I start... Mm-hmm. You said we're losing you just a little bit. I'm going to ask you just to move around so we get you at like the best point. Sure. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yes. So um, there's certain things that I will direct and certain conversations I will have with an actor. And the fact that I've played a particular role, I've had that weight upon me, makes that um, conversation a little bit easier for me to have as a director. I studied directing in university. I did my first production um, in university. It was a small scene that we were asked to create and light and then do in varsity. And I went and I said, but I'd love to act. Mm. And I remember telling myself that before I start directing other people, I would love to just play some of these characters so that I know how to tell you what to do, I know how to guide you on your journey, but also there was a very big thing. And this is the essence of Lucidi. I went, I would hate to have someone walk into my rehearsal room and for me to treat them badly because I've missed out on opportunities mm. as an actress. 
So let me go and get mine. And then one day when I'm ready, I will then switch and sit on the other side and start directing production. And when that started, how was that experience of directing your first production? Listen, I died a thousand deaths before just even walking into a rehearsal room. It was the scariest thing ever. I, you know, I read the script. Firstly, I was given an amazing script, but one of the most complex scripts. Mm. And I read it and I thought, it's my first production. How am I meant to make this work? And I freaked out for a good couple of months. I got the script of Wins Fonto's Crime. And you just looked at the script and you're like, put it down, no, look at it, put it I down. Like, I even, to this day, I still, you know, when, when, when Mike Van Gaan and I do a Q&A, I will say, this guy wrote an action film. And I read it, I read it and I was like, so this is great. It's a, we can shoot it. It would make an amazing action film with Dwayne Johnson. Let's even put Danny Glover. Let's go with Mal Gibson. All of the action films that we see that are hits, let's go for it. But I was like, for, for stage, how do we make it work? Um, so it was, mm-hmm. it was something that scared me. But every day I sat and I read that script and I came up with ideas. And then came the day when I walked into rehearsal with Warren Masamola, Mpo Osei Christian mm. Kumbi. And it wasn't even a thinking about how to make the play work. It was me sitting there and going, let's, let's, let's create. Mm. So, the, so, so, the, so, so the experience was daunting. And I won't lie, every time I walk into any new production, I'm scared. Because this is the challenge. I see it in my head. Now let's make it happen. Yeah. And and that and that chance and, and also tell the people you're working with what you're seeing in your head so that they can also make it happen. So it's a daunting experience, it's a scary experience. And I will you know, I even remember being interviewed and someone said, How was it? And right up until the last minute, I remember opening night sitting with my lighting designer and I could not breathe. I was sitting on the floor. It was a packed house. And I was watching, I mean, obviously, because before opening night, I've seen the production run a couple of times. You know, we had previewed and I couldn't breathe. Mm. And I'm watching this and I'm, and I'm looking at every second, every minute, every moment. And I'm going and I'm listening to the lines of the actors, which I know I'm watching the lighting. I'm watching all of these different things that I've put together and I'm going, is it working? And I'm, it's almost like ticking a box. Yeah. So the play starts and two minutes in, it happens and I go, tick box, it's happening. Five minutes in, I go, tick box, it's happening. 30 minutes in, I go, tick box, it's happening. And then the play ended mm-hmm. and the audience stood and gave a standing ovation and I went, it's done. It's done. And in your heart, you're like, you made it. Exactly. <laughs> I breathe. <laughs> but you know, Lisedi, those those moments have really uh, laid the path for many other greater moments. I mean, you you um, received a very prestigious uh, recognition last uh, year in 2017 as the Sofim Klina Emerging Voice Award. Talk to us about that moment. 
so it's one of the it's one of the most beautiful moments in my life. I remember at the time that I received the award, I was rehearsing a production that mm-hmm. I was directing, Helen of Troyville, which was going to Grandstown. Um, at the same time, Itusang was going to be performed at the market for um, trade fair. So I had been rehearsing with the cast. I'd been working through it, you know. Um, and then I was also in the production, which was the opening of trade fair, where they were going to announce the Sophie Gwena Award. So I was doing three things at once. I was exhausted. Mm. I was frustrated you know because as a director you you know you're dealing with actors people it's it's not a it's being an employer in many ways you're the boss so you will be frustrated about things that are not coming right at that particular time you know it will come right yes yes and i remember that night and it was the strangest thing because every time we perform we do a bow it's our curtain call, and then you leave. And I remember going, as soon as I curtain call, I need to get into my car, I need to drive home, because tomorrow morning I walk into rehearsal, I'm not done yet. And then there was this thing about, guys, you can't leave. And my mind is like, I'm so sorry, guys, I need to leave. Mm. But, you know, I respect the art, I respect what I requested to do. Then there's a whole thing about... So, guys, you're going to walk on stage at the end and you're going to stand as the cast and then they're going to announce the Sophie Winner Award winner. And I'm going, I've never done this. And I don't... And it's, it's beautiful images that were captured because I'm standing on stage with my head down, my arms folded, listening to speeches. I will tell you the truth. I'm not there. I'm thinking about the work that I need to do. Mm, mm. And Your mind is somewhere else at the time. Absolutely. And then, you know, they start the proceedings about the award and Mum Sofintrina's daughter walks on and she starts talking. And I'm listening to this woman and my heart is hurting because, you know, I've lost a parent. She's lost a parent and she's talking about her mother. And she's talking about her wishes of her mom being here. And I'm going, oh, I get this. Oh, this is beautiful. And... I'm going, flip, I can't wait to see who the winner of this award is. Mm. This is such a beautiful moment. Mm. And she goes, and the winner of the Sophie Winner Award 2017 is Lissetti Job. And I just cried. Mm. I didn't move. I cried. And then the, the one of the first things, I remember being interviewed with by Mum Shadow Twyla because she went, you literally went, where's my mother? Yeah. Because I, my mother watches my work, you know, and, I, and, and that night we had a conversation where I was like, are you going to come? And she wasn't sure. And in that moment, I, I was going, is she seeing this? And I want her to see this. We've talked about these moments. We've talked about, because this is a woman who's raised me from when I was 13. Yeah. And I, you know, she's a single parent. She's had to deal with the challenge of going, my child is walking into an industry I know nothing about. Mm. My child is walking into an industry that is cutthroat and competitive. I don't know if she will earn a monthly salary. I don't know where her career is going. But you know what? I'll support her. And when I've cried and gone, but mom, it's not working. What do you mean? Mom, I've got a degree. Why am I? She's gone. My child is going to be fine. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it. It's going to. 
And so in that moment, it was, it was surreal. Mm. It really, it was one of those, uh, yeah, you know, my friend Caroline, and it's, it's, it's the grace of God and, and beautiful moments. My friend Caroline Borole, who's currently doing Tina um, at Empress Palace, we were in the show together, yeah. and she held my hand and did not let go up until she be- believed that this woman can walk to go and do her acceptance <laughs> speech because I crumbled, and then I was shaking, and then I couldn't walk, and she just held me, and I moved past her, and I held on to her, and then she she kind of she kind of squeezed my hand to kind of go friend. You have you, to go. And up. I squeezed, and I walked, and I accepted it. Yeah. So that was 2017, and winning the Social Printer Award. That is such a beautiful story, Lisede, and it, it actually you know sets up my next question around inspiration and motivation. What motivates you to keep going on a daily basis? Um, I'm very spiritual. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that spirituality for me is, is not about my religion. I, I, I believe in God. You know, I got confirmed when I was 16. But I have a relationship with God. What, what inspires me, it, it literally is knowing that I wasn't brought on this earth for nothing. Mm. My experiences in my life have not been in vain. They've been a culmination of things and moments to bring me to a particular point, which is the point that I'm at and where I will continue to go. And even within being at the point that I'm at, there are even more experiences um, that happen around me. Um, and, I, and, and, and that's why I said, I don't want to be cliched because people will go, it is by the grace of God. My grace of God is a personal experience. Um, I, I wake up and one of the first things I will do is listen to praise and worship. Mm. And I will dance and I will take on board what is being said. And I don't want to lie about it. I don't want to say, oh, you know, there's that. No, it really is that simple for me. That is my get up and go. It's fundamentally understanding that I was brought on this earth mm. um, and I will live. I have got a time, I have a duration, I have a process, I have, you know, um, one of the most beautiful quotes, or not even quotes, but sayings that we need to understand our paths were paved. Yeah. Right? So everything that we do, we will, so if you know that, you know then that where you are walking, any given moment is where you are meant to be walking. So you can't compete with somebody else. You can't even go, I don't want to be on this road. It was done. So for me, that, that, that's my get up and go, you know, in, in, in the sense of going, and maybe even if we take it out of spirituality, we're just going to, your path was paved. It's me understanding that every morning, every single day, whatever it is that I do, before I even was born, it was going to happen. So I will prepare myself to do that. I will hold myself in that space knowing that, this that I'm doing today was going to happen anyway. I just need to show up. And how do I show up? I will be fresh. Like I said, kettle boiled. Give me a coffee. Yeah. And everything happens in my life. If I don't have a coffee, <laughs> I don't even talk. And people will look at me and they go, because I'm talking to you and I've got all kinds of words. I can be completely silent. And I'm sitting there going, I just need a coffee. 
If I just get my coffee. coffee, everything will happen right now. Lizzie, before we let you go, what is your uh, one inspirational verse or quote that you live by that inspires you? So there is, and it is my um, Instagram um, status. Uh, I wished to live deliberately. Um, Henry, uh, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this because English is not my mother. Um, or something like a, um, and it comes from a form, the Dead Poet Society. Mm. And he speaks about going, I wish to live deliberately. I wish to suck out the marrow of life. And if you think about sucking out the marrow of life, as you know, when you eat a, a, a piece of chicken or meat, Yes. which means you literally will eat that meat, then you will go to the bone and suck out the marrow of life. And that is the thing that makes me, that is my inspirational quote. I wished to live deliberately. I wish to suck out the marrow of life. I'm sitting, you know, from the thing that I said earlier, that the path is paved. So when I do live, what am I doing? Am I living just a little bit? Or am I living deliberately? Am I, in my work, making the efforts to be an amazing actress? Am I making the efforts to be an amazing theater director? Mm. Am I waking up in the morning and warming up so that at 9 o'clock when I do a voiceover, my voice is warmed, and when I listen to the radio and I go, oh, wait, that's my voice, I go, yes, that's me, that's the work I've done the marrow of life, am I experiencing everything? Am I experiencing people? Am I experiencing things around me? You know, am I experiencing the smallest thing which will be looking at a a blade of grass, a sunset, a sunrise? And that honestly, honestly, simple, I wished to live deliberately. I would, you know, to suck out the marrow of life. Mm. I always go, are you sucking wow. up the mirror of life? Giving it your can, best, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, you know, quickly, we can stand in our own way as individuals, you know, and, and, and go, I'm scared of doing that. Like I spoke about directing. I could have walked away from being a first-time director and gone, mm, you know what, this is too much. Yeah. But I went, suck up the mirror of life, take on board the fear, but then create the production and live deliberately. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lisedi, for joining us. An absolute pleasure having you uh, with us uh, this morning. And what a phenomenal career you've had. And I can only imagine that it's going to continue getting better and better in with time. Thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Six minutes before five o'clock. Here's this new day.